Hi, welcome. In this video, I will be talking about uh, Islam and New Age spirituality. So for those that know me, welcome. Thanks for joining. Thanks for being interested. Um, and for those that are new here, I'm Kenya or Kenya Imani. Um, I'm a spiritual healer and a spiritual coach for black women, helping them, guiding them back to their inner power, back to their inner power um, so that we can spark an inner revolution to hopefully, in our liberation, to hopefully uh, be leaders in the collective liberation. So I'm pretty radical. Um, thank you all who are joining. But uh, so first off, I'm not in my normal place. I'm at my friend's apartment in Brooklyn. And um, so I'm holding the phone with my hand, which I'm not used to doing during live. Um, and I have my notes, so I'm really just going to get right into it. So first and foremost, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. So in the name of Allah, the most beneficent, the most merciful. want to start that. Um, I don't usually actually start my videos like that. Maybe I should. I don't know. Um, but just to, just to start with the intention that, you know, I've really been reflecting on this a lot. I was really hesitant to talk about this topic because it is a... Uh, it is a, um, it is a sensitive topic, I would say. It's a sensitive topic for some, especially for those people that don't feel heard. Um, and so, and, and that just starts, that sparks a conversation when we talk about spirituality. A lot of times in spirituality, with everything you do in life is about intention. So whether I started this live by saying Bismillah, like that's Islamic, or whether I started this live with a literally just an internal intention of, you know, I'm just going to try my best to just speak from my personal experience and, you know, inshallah, whatever is supposed to come from me will come from me, like from Allah. It's all about intention and Nia is intention. We talk about intention when you start your when you start your prayers, when you're fasting and your in your acts and your deeds in Islam. And spirituality asks for the same thing. As Solange says, do nothing without intention. Well no, well Solange didn't say that, it's a song. But anyway. And so that's that already starts the beginning of the similarities between Islam and New Age spirituality. And why and 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 I think when we talk further about the similarities between a lot of new age, new age spirituality and the some of the components of, you know, religious is is Islam Islamic religiousness, um, it's it's no surprise why some Muslims are, you know, kind of catching on to these new age spirituality things, and some non Muslims are discovering that oh Islam had these things to begin with, like we've been here. And I also like personally, again, all of this that I'm saying will be from my personal experience, my personal, my personal philosophies and my relation with Allah and God, same, same people. And so I say that very clearly because I have never identified as a religious scholar. I, and I very much am shy away from any kind of thick or religious knowledge or scholarship because I know that I'm not qualified to do that. I work with black Muslim women. I work with Muslim women um, in my services and we we talk about spirituality, we talk about faith, but we do. I did not go into the religious scholarly um, phase. And so with this live, I want to also be, sure, be uh, very clear, like I'm not a religious scholar. It's all coming from my personal experience and in my journeys with 
a lot with God and also with New Age spirituality. So I do identify as someone who is Muslim. I'm a black Muslim woman. I'm a practicing Muslim. So um, not just in philosophy, not just in values, but also in action. And I also identify as a very spiritual person and I in within Islam and outside of Islam. And I, well, I can't even say outside of Islam. That doesn't, even sound, that doesn't make sense to me because it's all very much interconnected to me. So I'm a very spiritual person. I'm a religious person. Always have been since I was a kid. So first thing I want to talk about, and we discussed this at my yin yoga training um, a few weeks ago in Costa Rica. What is spirituality? And so when we talk, you know, the, the thing is new age spirituality. Islam is religion and spirituality. It's not just action. It's also faith. It's also what's in the heart. And what I wrote down, let me get my notes. What I wrote down is spirituality is not crystals it's not reiki it's not meditation it's not yoga it is soul it is connection to source essence the invisible knowing and the feeling it's faith it's freedom it's openness and expansion and so i wrote that because we were asked that question as students and i think a lot of people do believe that spirituality is those things spirituality is crystals spirituality is plant medicine spirituality is uh shamanism spirituality is meditation spirituality is manifestation and abundance and energy but it's really not those are all just tools those are all just frameworks for you to express your spirituality i'd also like to note that before i was a coach before i had a business um, I have a master's in higher education administration and a part of my work with college students um, was around diversity, equity and inclusion, including diversity in worldview, faith and religion and spirituality. So I understand from a scholarly point of view, I understand the difference between spiritual someone's spirituality their worldview and their religion and also how that all interconnects so when we talk about spirituality spirituality is truly just your expression of your connection to creator it is your cognitive reflection on your purpose in life and the meaning of life literally the purpose for your essence it is spirituality is the recognition that we are more than just our physical bodies we are also a spiritual essence in in this world in this reality and and also recognizing that in other things too in nature and animals and other living things uh that we share this planet with this living evolving planet just like we as people are living evolving souls and so that's why i i want to really talk about that first because I think a lot of the people who are talking about Islam and New Age spirituality and the relationship, they're focusing a lot on the rituals, the rituals, the actions, um, and connecting those actions to the Islamic actions that we already have. But um, again, it's not it's not just about the actions. Like, why is this spiritual person engaging in this action? Why do we as Muslims engage in prayer? It is because it is a reverence and a connection to the divine. Why does a spiritual person engage in, for example, manifestation um, or intention setting? Because they are trying to connect with um, the larger powers that be that obviously create and make happen. 
And I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say that there are not some people who truly believe that, um, you know, I should have put a title down, but it's a fine. I'm not going to say that there are some people who, tr- who truly, who truly, there, there are not some people who truly believe that, yeah, they are manifesting things for themselves, like a very egotistical view of spirituality. <clears throat> so that's the next thing. Spirituality has, new age spirituality has, um, evolved into something that's very egotistical either it's egotistical or it's external and so the egotistical part is i am manifesting this in my life i am attracting this in my life i create my reality it's it i mean and and it makes sense you know even when we talk about therapy we do the i statements we want to stay in our own realm of control but when we focus in new age spirituality when we focus so much on the i we start to lose or disconnect with source and creator. When we talk about man, even before manifestation and all of that and, and Reiki and stuff like that, and even crystals, you got here on this earth or in this plane or in this reality somehow, some way. You didn't manifest yourself as a soul into a baby into this life. And so when, when we start with the ego, we again forget our source and we forget creator. It can be easy to. And that is an invitation for those people who do practice some things of new age spirituality to reflect on, are you connected to source and creator when you're doing these acts? And it's the same thing when we talk about Islam. I prayed, I made this dua and so it happened. And that is why, or I created this in my life. But the, th- the difference is in Islam, we constantly get reminders or we're tr- we are hopefully getting reminders that we are not the masters of our fate. Sorry. <laughs> we are not driving the ship here. I think we have free will as humans. But at the end of the day, in Islam, we're constantly reminded, la khala wa la la bi Allah. Allah's will has occurred. There is no power or strength but within Allah. So that that's one of the differences between Islam and New Age spirituality. I think both were very susceptible to losing connection or forgetting the connection to source or rather our uh our our nexus or our orientation, our start of source. But in New Age spirituality, we don't have those reminders very often. It is very much rooted in the you create your reality, which also kind of goes into the realm of like toxic positivity, which is you control your emotions. So you pretty much are at fault for everything that happens to you. And so then we think about, but again, if we were connected to divine source, we would think about, well, it is what it is. Allah's will has been done or God's will has been done or divine decree has happened in this way or another simpler way of putting it, whatever will, whatever will be, will be. Whatever is meant for me will find me um, and whatever is not meant for me will, will, will never be with me. But we have to think about those phrases like whatever is meant for me. Who meant it for you? What meant it for you? What energy meant it for you and so again with new age spirituality there is we are more susceptible to forgetting our source in in that divine creation thank you nia um you know god is great all the source we god is the source of all source is the source of all that's why it's called source we did not get here by man by i manifesting myself to be here because let's be honest 
I and us would never manifest ourselves in this kind of world. Like this is this is crap. <laughs> like why would we do that to ourselves? So there's okay. So there's that. Then I talked about. So not only is um, we can become egotistical in our spirituality and our religious practices in Islam and New Age spirituality, but it's the external. <clears throat> Sometimes we 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 focus so much on the external, so outside of ourselves. And I'm going to talk about this a little further with a friend of mine, Ellie, who is a, who identifies as a shaman and who I've worked with for before. And so with New Age spirituality, and she said this, and and I'm going further with this. She said that New Age spirituality focus focuses a lot on the external, so going outside of ourselves and trying to find our spirituality or trying to find source or connection to source, Creator, God, Allah, Jesus. Buddha, which Buddhism is not a religion, first off. Um, we we go outside of ourselves to find this. We go outside of ourselves, again, through these practices of meditation, manifestation, crystals, Reiki, yoga, plant medicine, like if or even travel sometimes. If you and you know this is happening because people will people will have this feeling of once I do this ayahuasca ceremony. Once I get this yoga training, once I work with the spiritual healer, once I become a shaman, once I do all of this stuff, I will be healed. I will be at the spiritual nexus. I will have achieved higher consciousness. Once I meditate for an hour a day, once I chant for an hour a day, I will have achieved spiritual consciousness. Once I perfect the yoga poses and all of the alignment, I will have achieved this, this, this ever evolving non like this transcendence transcendence of this earth and so we constant in new age spirituality we constantly look outside of ourselves to seek our creation i mean our connection to source however islam constantly again reminds us that you don't have to go outside of yourself and and i'm I, again i'm not a scholar so this may be a bit uh, you know, wanky or casual, but you know, there are verses that say when, when we were created as man, we were created from clay and water from the earth, clay and water. Oh, we got a scholar. We got a We got a scholar. Fatima is here. So please Fatima put things in the comments. Correct me if I'm wrong. Add supplements. So we have verses in the Quran that tell us Allah source creator, God, um, created us humans from clay slash the earth and water and breathed into into us this ruh the spirit and so i mentioned that because it goes to show in islam again we are reminded we do not have to look outside of ourselves for this connection to source yes and also as neo put in the comments allah is closer to us than our jugular veins and always with us our jugular vein is this is my left side it's a very it's a very important the most important like large artery like major artery on your left side and and allah god source creator whatever you want to call it is closer to us than that we were already created with the intention and the decree and the spirit the breath of source and creator whereas new age spirituality constantly asks of us to look outside of ourselves into external ritual practices and and things to acquire that source islam reminds us that it's already within us and even 
parts of new age spirituality so ellie the shaman was saying how she believes or at least her practice of shamanism is coming back to self and finding your inner shaman finding your inner wisdom your inner power your inner divinity and i do believe this we are entering into a new wave of new age spirituality that reminds us to return back to self shameless plug which is why my new program liberated homecoming a return to self focuses focuses on coming back home to self and our inner knowing and our inner soul our inner soul purpose and our inner power so that we can operate in this world from a place of from from power from clarity from confidence out and instead of constantly seeking what we believe to be lacking another thing about like manifestation in this example is and this was somebody sent Ellie sent me this video and how manifestation, the, the act of manifestation is founded in the recognition that you're lacking something. And so I often talk about abundance because, you know, that's why I, talk, I love to talk about abundance and how gratefulness and mindfulness is actually a, a, a foundational kind of component of gratefulness and, and abundance. But if we're manifesting from a place of lack are we actually being mindful and grateful for the things that we already have or are we constantly seeking something that we don't already have within us or the things or we're constantly seeking the stuff that we don't have all around us and i and i also want to note like i'm saying all this stuff one is easier said than done and secondly i'm learning and evolving and growing too so i'm not saying i'm not saying this from a place of like pedestal or anything like from a place of a pedestal or anything like that so with new age spirituality a lot of the critique is a lot of muslims are critiquing it because we're using these external things to to be created to, to be connected to source whereas islam constantly reminds us we don't have to do those things we're already we're already connected to source and like prayer and dua and dhikr or prayer like prayer so salah prayer or or dua which is also a form of prayer or dhikr which is remembrance of source creator allah like those are just ways to reconnect to just like call up creator what creator is always with us and 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 my critique of that critique is with new age spirituality yes we use these external validations but we need to be reminded those people who are not muslim who do practice spirituality these spiritual practices or even are muslim and practice these spirituality spiritual practices these are just tools this is not the medicine this is not the source this crystal is not the source this ayahuasca is not the creator this cannabis this this uh san pedro this cacao this yoga this meditation this sister circle this ritual is not the source you have always been connected to the source and actually nadir i don't know if she's still on the live I remember last year we were talking about crystals and things like that because I got back into crystals and she said something that was beautiful to me and really aff affirmative, which was, um, you know, yeah, you some. Yes, I can have the crystal and I can say, well, I feel like this brings me closer to abundance. I, I can have a, a pyrite and I can say this brings me closer to abundance. And Nadira is saying like, yeah, like if you believe that having this, if you believe that having this crystal is going to bring you or attract you closer to the abundance that Allah is bringing you. So we are able as Muslims to be able to say like, yes, I'm using this thing, but I also know that at the end of the day, Allah 
source creator is what actually brings power into all things. Because unless Allah says this thing has this power, it ain't going to have this power. It's just going to be a rock, a piece of matter that also Allah created. And in my critique for a long time, when I'm think when I'm when I am, you know, thinking about my Muslim practice or my me, my spiritual practices as a Muslim, I'm sitting here and I'm and this even goes as deep as like horoscopes, not horoscopes, Zodiac and 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 manifestation, like all these new age spiritual practices. My thing is, I have a very limited human understanding of the way things work. So who am I? to limit Allah's power over these things. Who am I to say that Allah didn't put intention into the placement of the stars when I was born and what that meant for me? Who am I to say that Allah didn't place intention in powers and and and, and the ability for me to connect closer to to them through crystals? Who am I to say that Allah didn't place transcendental psychedelic powers to connect me closer to them through plant medicine? Who am I to say that they didn't? But a lot of Muslims would like to say that, no, that's not right. That's wrong. Allah never said that. And and I'm like, how do you know? As my yoga teacher says, you some people would like to prove that yoga um, doesn't work, or it, no, they don't. They want to prove they they're not, they're unable to prove that yoga works. But I'm like, are you also able to prove? And she says, well, are you also able to prove that it doesn't work? Because so many people practice this, Muslims, non-Muslims alike, practice these practices, <laughs> and they feel better. Whatever that better is, they feel more connected. They feel more clear. They feel more energized. And as we talk about in in Islam and in the book, The uh, Secrets of Divine Love, which has an Islamic focus on spirituality, people do these practices and they feel as if the veils that, that, um, that are within us, that keep us from Allah, have been lifted or that keep us from source, that keep us from creativity. So if there is a Muslim or a non-Muslim person who is engaging in these acts of spirituality, of new age spirituality, because they feel as if the veils have been lifted for them to get closer to source, then who am I to say say no? Who am I to say, nah, girl, you doing it wrong. This is the only way through Quran and prayer and dua and dhikr and and whatever else. This is the only way that you can really, that you can get rid of those veils and become closer to Allah. Like that is hella limiting. Just like we say, I can never say you're not a Muslim. I can't never say that to anybody. Like because you don't pray, because you don't fast, you're not Muslim. That's not for me to judge. I'm a human just like they are. That is only for Allah to judge. So again, who am I to say that those things, those this new age spiritual rituals or things are not Helping this person get closer to to source and God, who, as Muslims, we believe is all the same. We believe that source, creator, universe, spirit, or in, in shamanism, the great mystery, the great mystery spirit is all God, is all Allah. 
So if one person that is not Muslim or is Muslim is engaging in God or expressing expressing their spirituality in this way, they doing the same thing that I'm doing. It's just, just a different way of doing it. Okay, I want to get so I've already talked about how Islam in, in practicing Islam and practicing New Age spirituality, we can sometimes become egotistical and very eye focus, which which um, allows us to forget our creation, our connection to source and creator. And what I just finished talking about is how we constantly seek external things in New Age spirituality like crystals, for instance, or sage, to connect us to this source when it's always been internal to us to begin with. So we want to remember that, and, and whether you Muslim or non-Muslim, whether you do New Age spirituality acts or you don't, we, we need to remember that, if you believe in a higher power, that there is a higher power that God is here to begin with. There is more intention, there is more, yeah, there's more intention about the way things work than we even know. And we know that when we think about nature, who is telling this plant how to grow? Who who told the tree how to grow straight or how to grow to the side or how to bloom this plant? Who told the bee how to pollinate this plant? I don't know, cause I sure as hell didn't. And we also have to look back and think about um, indigenous peoples and, and indigenous spirituality and, and, and practices in medicine. Who or how did these people, also humans like us, know how to utilize certain herbs and certain medicines and how to interact with nature in a way that was sustainable, in a way that was, yeah, was sustainable and also not egotistical, which capitalism and industrialism is unsustainable and is focused on ego and focused on scarcity, whereas indigenous interaction with nature is sustainable it is not I focus, it's focused on the collective and is in space out of abundance. Nature is a perfect example of abundance. And as they say in the Quran, or maybe this is Hadith, I'm not quite sure, not a scholar. And they say what they say in the Quran is that look how the birds are. I think this is actually a Hadith. The birds are able to leave their tree hungry and come back to their nest full. Every morning, every day. And I reflected on this when I was in the jungles of Costa Rica for a week. Monkeys know to go to XYZ tree to get such and such fruit and eat and eat that. Whereas they know not to eat that other fruit because they know it's going to poison them. Animals wake up and they know. Insects wake up and they know. The caterpillar knows. I'm going to go in this cocoon and I'm going to come out. A butterfly there's a knowing and there's also no scarcity in nature with animals they they just trust they have faith they know that the great mystery spirit is going to provide for them as humans because we have such advanced you know knowledge and not knowledge but cognitive abilities it is so easy for us to forget we not the ones running this ship I am not the one who, because if I think about it, I, I could go live every fucking, I could go live every day. I could place advertisements, promotions. I could be on, you know, worldwide stages. That does not guarantee that I'm going to get clients. What guarantees I'm going to get clients is whatever was written for me was written for me. 
Now, do I have free will to choose whatever I want to choose or to go whichever way I want to go? Yes. Can I take aligned action to get me to what was already decreed for me? Yes. Can I pray to creator to to um, what's the word to intersect or to to change that decree? Can I can I connect with creator, get on the main line and be like, hey, God, I really want such and such. If this is good for me. And for the collective, can I do that? Yeah. That's what we believe in Islam. That's that's the purpose of dua. Dua is the, what do they say? The sword of the believer. It's a way for me to enter, enter, enter. I can't remember the word, but intercede on my behalf to get what I say that I want. And when we talk about manifestation practices, when you're writing your intentions on the full moon and the new moon, what do we always end it with? May these intentions manifest for the highest good of all those involved. How do, I don't know what's in the highest good of all those involved. I'm not the one manifesting these things in reality. If that were the case, I would have a million dollars in front of me right now. I would be manifesting stacks, bundles right in front of me but i know that i can't i can't do that but i can pray about it i can visualize it i can do all these things so let me just i have so much notes i haven't even gotten into okay so okay a lot of the critique around islam oh nia said western society and hetero patriarchal capitalism has our lives so disrupted returning to our faith in allah instead of this false dependency on capitalism is the way to success for me for for nia and that sounds hella, hella, you know, relatable for a lot of other people too. We, I mean, let's, we can get into it, which is why my, again, my coaching, my spirituality, my practice, my content is really taking this radical approach, this revolutionary approach, because I'm becoming way more aware. I already was, but I'm becoming even more aware how these systems, these systems of oppression and also my bachelor's in sociology. So I look at these things from a societal macro lens. These sociological systems of oppressions and how they impact our spirituality, our, our soul. Hey, Ellie, thanks for joining. I've already talked about you a little bit about New Age spirituality and how it focuses on the external instead of the internal. And how your shamanism and my shamanism is focusing on the internal and connecting back to ourselves, our inner knowing, our inner wisdom. So, um... Yeah, these systems negatively impact, hey, Sora, Sora, <laughs> these systems negatively impact our spirits, like our soul. You don't like going to work. You don't dream of labor because it is draining and unnatural to your soul. And it's unnatural to your soul because that is not the way in which our soul knows how to get nourishment. Our soul, the our soul's knowing is uh, faith, is trust in the creator that created said soul. But these systems make us think other ways. Capitalism, capitalism makes us think we only get the things that we need, like food and water. We're human beings. We need food and water and shelter. We only get the things we need by output, by hustle and grind, by working as a proletariat. In, in a capitalist with for for a group of people that have access to capitalism. This is not new age. This is not woo woo. This is sociology. This is communism. This is in the communist manifesto, the proletariat 
in the capitalist, the people that own capitalism. Patriarchy, the system of patriarchy would have us think that we should not, that we are only connected to our divine feminine and that divine feminine means X, means weak, means not good enough, means dependent upon man. Whereas our soul does not know that. Our soul knows balance. Our soul knows divine masculine and divine feminine. Our soul knows yin and yang. When Allah created us, we were separated into two. We ha- they, Allah created us in pairs. That's what it says in the Quran. That is, and that to me is like, oh, well, that makes sense why I'm connected to divine feminine and divine masculine. But patriarchy would have us believe not only is, the, is masculine better, but feminine is less and women and men should only be connected to either either which one. Colonialism would have us believe that because I am black, because I have melanin, that I am lesser. Whereas our soul connected to source knows, our inner soul's knowing knows that ain't true. Allah created different languages and different tribes of people for a reason. Not that, not that I'm saying I know that reason, but that's in the Quran. I created different tribes and I brought prophets, messengers, wisdom, wisdom, people that have wisdom. One could say shamans are just prophets or shamans are just people that have that that have been gifted knowledge, knowledge from creator or source as servants of creator. What do they say in, in Surah Al-Kaf about? Um, uh, I just read the dang thing yesterday about um, Dawr Quran. We presented him knowledge. No, sorry, not not Dawr Quran, but the person, the traveler that um musa musa was with a traveler he had all this knowledge that we gifted this knowledge to one of our servants so on this earth and so what was i getting what was i focusing on um oh colonialism would have us believe that because we are melanated we're less than but our souls knowing is that no that's not true we're just different for whatever reason anyway so i'll i'll kill her thank you so much nia we let the stories come through. Okay, so a lot of people critique New Age spirituality. In the discussion of Islam and New Age spirituality, people are like, why are Muslims meditating when they can just do salah? First and foremost, it's very different intentions. Meditation is for the purpose of co- connecting to your inner peace, coming back home to self, getting out of the external systems the external stuff that goes on in this world that we as humans have created for ourselves. Excuse me. Meditation is about pausing and connecting to self and and going inward. Whereas Salah, yes, or prayer, Salat. Whereas those things, yes, can make us get, you know, calm down and slow down and connect to source. But the purpose of Salat is not for that, because if that were the case, we would like we would we could do it whenever we want to do it, which is like meditation. We can do it whenever we want to. Salat has predetermined times, predetermined ways in which we uh, of 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 um, poses. 
thinking about yoga, that we're supposed to do sequences. There is defined ways that you're supposed to um, that you're supposed to practice a lot because the purpose is for gratefulness is to is for Allah. Allah doesn't need our salat, but Allah tells us you will, you know, show your reverence to me, your prayer to me through this way. I'm not meditating to connect to to pray to Allah. I'm meditating so that I can escape from all this hubbub around me. Try not to curse <laughs> all this hubbub around me and get back into self. Prayer is as as Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, shall I not be a grateful servant? Prayer is my way of connecting to God and, and, and showing my servitude as a servant of Allah. That's also why we don't pray to the sun. We don't pray when the sun is directly in front of us. We pray to the Qibla, which is the house of God. We are praying to God when we are doing Salat. The traditional prayer that you see Muslims doing five times a day, that is Salat for those non-Muslim people who are listening or yeah, who are watching. Meditation is very different. So for the people, for the Muslims who are saying like, why are Muslims meditating when they can pray Salat? It's very different purposes. It's very different intentions. I started this live talking about intentions. Um, Someone, okay. The sweet, the sweetest Sue said, and who, and who and why, why do they act like meditation is not an Islamic practice? Meditation can be an Islamic practice, which leads me to dhikr or remembrance of Allah. When we con when we're using our, 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 our fingers or we're using prayer beads, which is prayer beads are prevalent in Christian religions too, or Christian practices. When we use these beads and we are chanting essentially different um, properties or names of Allah to be remembered, to be, to remember source and creator. What we talked about earlier, when we are egotistical in our practices of spirituality, our expression of spirituality, we can forget source. Remembrance brings us back to that source. Dhikr is a way that we can chant, meditate on different qualities of Allah. When I say subhanAllah, 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 alhamdulillah, 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 or all thanks be to Allah, Allah akbar, Allah akbar, Allah akbar, Allah is the greatest. I'm remembering that, oh shit, it ain't all about me. I didn't get here on my own. I haven't done this on my own. I haven't created this success or even this despair on my own. There is a purpose for this. And I need to have patience. Again, going back to Surah Al-Kaf and Al-Kidr, the story of Al-Kidr and Musa, so Islam, you shall not have patience with me about things you do not know. Did you put a, did, did you, um, kill this boy for only to, to kill a pure soul. Al Kidder is like, you need to have patience. You don't understand why I'm doing the things that I'm doing or why Allah has decreed these things. You need to remember this ain't all about you. You need, to, when, even when we talk about manifestation, you need to remember that you can put it out into the universe and you need to trust that the universe will bring it back and you shall receive it. Who is universe? Who you believe universe to be? What is universe? As Muslims, we believe it to be Allah. It's all the same thing. Different intentions, different ways of practicing it. So yeah, with dhikr, we are remembering Allah. With chanting, om, 
we are connecting to like a frequency in our energy centers that connects us, that brings us back to self, remembers that we are already connected to spirit. We need to come back into self and not the external. Very different things. Like, I'm not meditating. You can you can get into a meditative state while performing dhikr. But again, the purpose of dhikr is not to meditate. The purpose of dhikr is to remember Allah. Okay. And yeah, because like, Again, I was in Costa Rica. I'm, I thought about all of this stuff before this really became a thing. I was journeying about how... Actually, let me go to my notes right now. Give me one quick second. I wrote about it. I said, um, prayer is energy flow. Very similar to yoga. We have different poses that we do in yoga that connect us. And we have different um, poses that we do in prayer that connect us to God. There's so there's so many understanding the place or space for Islam in some spiritual practices. I was when I started practicing Reiki and I was talking to a Muslim woman about it, a client of mine. And she said, oh, that sounds very similar to uh, Rukia. I never heard of Rukia, but I've heard of Reiki. And so that's another thing about like new age spirituality and some of the practices in Islam or even in um, uh, uh um, Sufism, which is a sect of Islam, spiritual sect of Islam, these things were not taught. I was not taught about dhikr and salat and so on and so forth from a place of, well, this is your, this is spirituality. I was taught these things of, you need to do these things because this is what Allah decreed and that's that. I was taught of it in a way of obligation, which is no surprise. Why sometimes I feel obligated to show up on my prayer mat, but I don't feel obligated to show up on my yoga mat. And that obligation can really like um, weigh on you when you're just trying to connect to God. But you're like, oh, well, I, I got to do this. I got to do it. Like, I don't know about you, but how as a Muslim, how I was taught, it was you just got to do it or you're going to go to hell. Like that is that's not how you that, that's not very sustainable. To keep me in this practice, whereas we are learned, we are taught about, we are introduced, we are, we are, you know, brought, exposed to new age spiritual practices from a place of, well, this is self-care. This is for you to connect to your inner knowing. This is for you to connect to source. Like you got to give it to whoever the marketing team is for new age spirituality because they really connect to a more loving way through these practices than, than, than traditional scholars and teachers and imams and even our parents do when they're teaching us about Islam. If somebody had told me, you know, prayer is your way that you can take some time out of your day to connect with your source amongst the craziness of the world and just remember your creator who loves you and is here for you and just wants to talk to you if somebody had taught me salat in that way it would be a completely different story but what had had what had happened was i had to unlearn the very negative ways that i learned these things and create more spirituality and more loving and care around it it's just like as Chaplain Yasmin Yunus talks about on Twitter, if you follow her, I don't think she's on Instagram. 
She's a movement chaplain. She's she's a Muslim. She talks about how we have to unlearn the fire and brimstone view of God into my loving, my loving creator, the person, the creator that sustains me, the universal source, the great mystery spirit that sustains me just as much as it sustains other parts of nature, connects me to parts of nature. That new age spirituality teaches things in that way. And so if I, yes, Allah is Al-Wadud, the most loving. Allah is Al-Rzaq, or the, I think al is actually the, the gifter. Allah is my sustainer. Allah is as I know them to be. I, didn't, I was not taught Islam that way. And if you were, I, I, I am so happy for you. But we have to talk about how it is not surprising how Muslims turn to new age spiritual practices because it is a completely different exposure and viewpoint than the way that they were taught and exposed to Islam. Let's be real. Um, also, even further into the toxicity that some people present Islam. I don't believe Islam is rooted in toxicity and, pre- and patriarchy and toxic masculinity. I believe the people that teach us and express this in Islam bring, bring the they um they muddy they poison Islam in this way, but sometimes th- these other these the acts of Islam or religion can be means of oppression. Like, period. You're my wife. I'm gonna have sex with you because that's what we're supposed to do. It's a means of oppression. It's guilting, guilting Muslims into doing these things. Because it's for the betterment of this person, some some kind of again egotistical reason, and we and we see this prevalent when we when we see all these imams getting you know caught up in their bullshit in their violence against women. I just read a story about a divorcee who went to a couple, an imam and his wife, and they told her. Allah will forgive you. Allah will make this right if you essentially become our slave. I mean, they didn't say it like that, but that's what they made her do. They said with good acts, you'll get you you know, you'll get forgiven and you'll get, you'll find a new husband. And those acts, those good acts were waiting on them hand and foot. I just read about that in a report. So, there are people who are using Islam as means of oppression. I mean, using the acts of Islam, religious acts as means of oppression and let's be real honest too there are a lot of new age gurus and spiritual leaders and healers who are using new age spirituality as a means of oppression you didn't manifest enough your negativity has caused this these bad things to occur you haven't practiced yoga well enough i mean we we heard about um was it um berksham yoga some some yoga guru this this was an article some yoga guru was like sexually assaulting his students you'll you'll reach transcendence when you give me a blowjob so if someone as a muslim is using new age spiritual acts bikram bikram yoga yeah if if a muslim is using new age spiritual acts because that is a a safer way for them 
to connect with Allah and God as opposed to potentially the ways that they were taught, who am I to say that ain't right? We are not God. We are not source. We are not creator. We are not Allah. And I would I would understand if some if a Muslim woman came up to me and said, hey, I, you know, I actually prefer to use my crystals and, and journal my intentions and manifest because, you know, my whoever in my community, you know, beat me unless I didn't pray it perfectly or I didn't recite perfect. Like, I get it. We we have to recognize there is some trauma in our religious upbringing and our exposure to spirituality faith. This is why people in the comments saying, I grew up with Christianity with the same obligation. Or I'm going to go go to hell. I grew up in a Christian home. I feel the same. This is not specific to Islam, to Muslims. This is specific to religious, I mean, relig- religion, period, which is why some people are like, I don't believe in, um, you know, conventional religion. Because they're focusing on the shitty things people have done or the egotistical ways or the selfish, narcissistic ways that people have introduced religion to them. Whereas new age spirituality, you we have a lot more autonomy with new age spirituality. There is no there is no religious leader unless I choose or any spiritual leader or or unless I choose to follow who is telling me. You got to manifest it this way or you got like you. We have so much more power when it comes to new age spirituality because it is a self practice, sometimes done in group ceremony, ritual, sisterhood, community. Sometimes I follow somebody else's, you know, ritual, but because I chose to not because they told me this is the only way to do so. So we also have to acknowledge that the the allure of new age spirituality is a lot of the safety the way that it was prevented or pre- presented or marketed and also the autonomy that we're able to have when it comes to our practice of new age spirituality. <clears throat> um, a, a big similarity, and I, I wrote this in my, I texted this to myself in my notes and I wrote it down here between Islam and new age spirituality is that it essentially at the end of the day, it teaches us or it reminds us that we should be good people. That we that we have that we are interconnected with the other parts of this universe, of this world, of this earth. And as such, we should think about the impact we have on the world and ourselves because it's going to come back to us, whether we whether it comes back to us in the form of karma or whether it comes back to us in the form of judgment day. Whether it comes back to this as a form of reincar- reincarnation. And so I, I have to shout out indigenous people <clears throat> and communities that already knew this from the start. Who knew that I must interact with nature and animals in a way that is sustainable and positive. Because I know that if I don't, the, 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 I will not have the things that I'm grateful for now. The and and we know this by over <clears throat> like over hunting. Animals are gone, extinction, and endangerment. Climate change, like you know, p- poverty. This is this is because the ways in which our society now operates is not in alignment with the 
thinking that we all are in, interconnected and my actions have an impact on, uh, on something else. And thus, I should strive to be a good person, have good actions, good deeds. I should strive not, I should strive not to sin. Both Islam and spirituality and true Christianity, all these religions and all spirituality teaches us the same thing. Which is, hi Gabby, hi Gabriella, which is that we should strive to be good ass people who make a good ass mark on the world. What does Allah tell us? Like, just do good. And I will count it. I will actually over count it. And if you do bad, I will forgive you. Full of mercy, most forgiving, most merciful. I'm going to try. Like, I'm giving you the opportunity to do so. And so, yeah, I really want to shout out indigenous people and practices that already knew this from the jump. And also, let's notate that new, new, that's, let's, let's note that new age spirituality is a lot of, the way we see it in at least Western culture, whitewashed, old age, past practices, rituals, and traditions and ways of thinking. None of this shit is new. None of it. Even when we talk about Islam now, when Prophet Muhammad, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Revealed the Quran. What do we as Muslims believe? That wasn't new. That was an accumulation. That was a culmination rather. Of Jesus' teaching. And Moses' teaching. And, and Solomon's teaching. Or Suleiman. And John. And Ibrahim. As Muslims we believe. That all of the prophets. Were preaching the same thing. Or giving the same message from same source. The way Islam is presented now. And, and the way it is practiced and presented now. Was literally just the end of the train. With Prophet Muhammad Wasallam. So I say all that to say. It's all interconnected. This is all the same stuff. We In, in my yin yoga class. Our te- or my course. Our teacher taught us about yin through through Hinduism, through Buddhism, through science. Because she and what I, what we saw and what we found out is that you could have traditional Chinese medicine talking about the meridians. You could have Hindus talking about the chakras. You could have scientists talking about the organs. But guess what it all leads back to? The same stuff. This meridian is connected to this chakra. It's connected with this organ, with this time of day, with this practice, with this pose. It's different people, different parts of the world, different worldviews, different understandings that all come to very similar conclusions. It's different religions, different prophets, different books of religion that all come to the same conclusion. We have been created by something, God, whatever. We have been created. We have free will. We must strive to bring back into the world some kind of goodness. We must strive to be grateful to said creator. Like, it's all the same stuff. So, again, New Age spirituality is some whitewashed past bullshit. Sorry, not bullshit, but people, white, it's whitewashed. But it's been, it's been around. As someone, I think it's Dr. Suad, 
She talks about, we've been here. We talk about black Muslims. We've been here. These practices have been around. None of this is new. Okay. Look at my notes. Um, yes, we forget about source. In whether, it, whether If you're a Muslim doing new age spirituality and you're forgetting that like, it ain't all you. It's, that's probably shaitan talking about like, yeah, that's you. You you made that happen. Again, going back to Surah Al-Kaf, which I'm starting to understand why it said like, you should read this every Friday because there's so many lessons. A chapter in the Quran that um, called The Cave, titled The Cave, you know, Muslims read it almost, most Muslims read it every Friday for those non-Muslims who are listening. And it has many, and it has different stories, I think four different stories that are parables to teach us. And the and I'm talking about how Shaitan is trying to tell us, yeah, you all that and a bag of chips, you did that. It brings us back to the story of the two the two men, and one man had beautiful gardens. Like, ooh, he was he was he was he was, he was killing it. Like abundance rolling in. He had gardens and rivers are flowing, and he sat there and he said. May, I don't think this will ever like leave like I'm so pretty much he was he was arrogant and boisterous and said, you know, I don't think none of this will ever go away. That's Shaitan saying, you you got that money. You got that job. You manifested this. That's Shaitan telling me you got that first class flight. That's Shaitan. What I know and what happened is the other man who didn't have as many gardens Say, why did you not say, Allah's will has occurred. There is no power and strength but in Allah. Why did you not say that? Because what had happened is, the man with the overflowing gardens, they, they, they were ruined. They spoiled on its trellises. The rivers dried up. And he said, oh my, I should have, I should have said, I should have said, you know, that Allah gave this to me and, and so on and so forth. I am re- I am retelling this story. You can read it for yourself. Um, and yeah, that, that goes back to me saying like the ego in spirituality. And how we think it's us doing the work. But baby, if that were the case, if you truly think it's all on you, then how about, you know, your heart stops right now. Make it beat. How about your lungs stop stop moving? Make yourself breathe. Like all of these um, auto uh, automatic functions that we have for a reason. Even the egg that get drops into your uterus to be fertilized, automatic. I'm not telling the egg to do that because if I had that control, I would not. I would not do so. I'd be like, egg, stay where you are. Actually, don't even come around me. You know. So anyway, Shaitan is whispering in our ear that we got we we are the ones in control. Um, da, 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 da. I've actually talked about a lot of this. Um, okay, I want to talk about affirmations. It's so crazy to me that people are like jumping, Muslims are jumping on affirmations like they're bad. First off, affirmations, a lot of times the articles I've read, the discourse that I've seen, people are saying like Muslims, Muslims doing affirmation is like shirk because they're trying, they're, you know, they're trying to prove that pretty much they're better than a lot. And I'm like, my affirmations are for my self-esteem. 
Because I, for some reason or different experiences in my life, I was led to believe, or systems in society, I was led to believe that I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. I'm not abundant. I'm not created to source. So if I want to practice out loud saying, you are worthy, you are enough, abundance flows to you easily, you are joyful, you can rest. If I want to practice saying that, I should. And for someone to think, that my affirmations for my own self-worth and, and self-expression and self-esteem is 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 um, an insult to Allah who from the beginning already told me or at least in my soul's knowing that I am divine. I'm a powerful, intentional, divine creation of creator and source. Allah already told me these things, but I forgot in my socialization, in my, um, in my socialization, in my upbringing, in my nurturing, in the society that I live in, I forgot my divine qualities. I forgot my divine worth, my innate power, my innate sovereignty, my innate beautifulness, worthiness, enoughness, abundance, supportiveness. We forget those things in society and affirmations are a way for us to be reminded of what was already true. As they say, or as Al, um, or A. Helwa talks about in, hey Emily, talks about in, um, you know, the divine, Secrets of Divine Love, which is a spirituality book, you know, based in Islam. She talks about how the simple mere fact that we are on this earth and that we were created goes to show that we are special. We are powerful. We are divine. And so my affirmations are not a insult to Allah or shirking of Allah. Rather, or God, source creator, rather my affirmations are a reminder and a supplement and a compliment to what was already innately within me. We talked about meditation manifestation i mean i talked about that a lot um and also manifestation you your manifestation practice could be dua which is you asking a lot to get you whatever the heck you want i asked Allah, bring me three beautiful women new clients or i can manifest it either or it's the same thing like as long as you know like it ain't you that's manifesting this into your reality it's source it's creator whatever What's, what difference does it make? I can literally sit here and make dua. Hold on, let me make. I'm not drinking my tea. For non-Muslims watching, we have prayer, salat or salah, which is what you traditionally see Muslims doing in, you know, in the movements, in the sequences. And we also have dua, which is simply just an interjection. It's with your mouth, you know, asking a lot it's like what how how christians pray at night like dear god please give me such and such and such and such it's the same thing and and muslims are saying that muslims can't practice uh manifestation because they could just do dua i could sit here and say bismillahirrahmanirrahim ya allah send peace and blessings and palm part from muhammad sallallahu allah please grant me please grant me a luxury home Amin. And say that was manifestation. Or I could say it was dua. And again, if you look at the rituals of manifestation, it starts with usually a greeting. Like, 
under under this under this Virgo new moon, I manifest. I ask for what I need, and then you close with a ashe, a aho, a amin, a amen. The haram police. Thank you, Dia. They are the haram police. And I'm like, you need to focus on your halalness with the Lord. Don't be looking over here. As they say in yoga, as my business coach taught me, keep your eyes on your own mat. Saying what you pray. Yeah, she was talking about yoga mats. But I'm talking to the Muslims here. Keep your eyes on your own prayer mat. Keep your keep your thoughts on your own deeds, on your own connection and relationship with Allah. I do appreciate the intention of, well, you know, we're just trying to make sure the Muslims are good and they ain't, they ain't going into no haram practices. I got that. I feel that. And I, I appreciate it. And I hope every Muslim has some friends, has some Muslim friends in their life, even non-Muslim friends in, her, in their life who are like, girl, you sure that's correct? You sure that's what you're supposed to be doing? But at the end of the day, which I teach all of my clients... You have to trust your own inner knowing. You have to trust your own connection with God. And that and that you are trying your best to be protect, to be in connection in a beautiful, right connection with God. So at manifestation, it is the same thing. And me as a Muslim who practices manifestation and dua, I just say I'm making dua. Different. It's like code switching sometimes. My spiritual folks, I'm like, I'm manifesting. I was literally on a plane, coming back from Costa Rica, on a plane with my yoga sisters. And I, as we, you know, as Muslims, we know when you're traveling, make dua. And I was making dua to a Muslim. But to my friends, my spiritual friends, I was like, I'm manifesting. It's the same thing. It's like saying, I'm talking to God or I'm talking to Allah. Different strokes, different folks, different words, same thing. Okay, crystals. Talked about this briefly. My belief in this as a Muslim who uses crystals is that I believe or or rather I don't think it's for me to decide not that Allah for certain things Allah did place benefits in them. If Allah placed benefits in herbs, why wouldn't like he could also they could also place benefits in crystals in 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 these in these in these um in these crystals so why so i believe that these crystals do produce some kind of metaphysical effects just like i believe that sound which has also been proving proven sound sound healing sound bowls different frequencies produce some kind of healing effect energy prayer all produce healing effects some kind of energy is being transferred between the water that that i sat under the new moon and i you know prayed some affirmations over or the crystal that i sat under the new moon and cleared and cleansed the the um you know the sage that cleanses me the herb that cures my period pains i believe there that the the sound bowl that i use in the morning all of that is an energy transference we have energy we have auras and so i do believe as a Muslim, that or I believe it possible that Allah put energy, metaphysical energy transferences in crystals, and that could be helpful to us. Point blank. Period. And again, you still have to use everything with intention. When I got my first set of crystals in 2016, loved them. But then over the years, I was not intentional with using them, and so I returned them back to the earth. So. 
if I if I pick up a crystal and I and I don't use it with intention, then yeah, the energy probably is not as as ample as as potent as it could be. So again, intention. Sage. There's they're saging, you know, their prayer mats, they're cleansing the energy. We we cleanse the energy by saying bismillah, we cleanse the energy by saying Allah, um, Allahu Akbar. Like there's different ways you can cleanse. And if Allah says this plant, this sage, this blue white sage, potentially can cleanse me of omens, jinn, bad jinn, devils, whatever, spirits, whatever. Okay, I'm gonna do that. I'm I'm intentionally using it to cleanse. You know, that's why one of my spiritual mentors said to me, she said, you can pick up anything and use it as a tool in your healing. And Ellie, the shaman, she she breathes air. And I'm like, why do you, I asked her, I said, why do you do that? When we do like journeying together, meditating, I said, why do you do that? She said, it's a way for me to cleanse, to cleanse deep energy that's blocking me. I'm using a feather as a way to cleanse. You can pick up anything and with intention, use it for that purpose. I could say this, I don't have a necklace on, but like this necklace around me is my protection totem. As long as I intend for it to be for that purpose, it shall be for that purpose. And so we can use anything in our lives for spiritual healing practices with intention. But the larger, the most important intention comes from source and creator like Allah, source creator god has intention for my life has purpose for my life and i am on a journey of figuring that out i'm on a journey of executing that purpose a beautiful sister messaged me the other day and said it was yesterday and said to me she said Instead of me trying to focus on what I am trying to do, what I'm trying to force my mind, body to execute, I want to start focusing on what has Allah brought me to this world to do. When we talk about in yoga, the dharma or your soul's purpose, that has been given to us. And it is our duty, our self-actualization, if you want to get back to the academics, I can, I can, I can oscillate between multiple frames of thinking and lenses we talk about our self-actualization on Maslow's hierarchy of needs all of that is the same thing as I'm trying to figure out my I'm trying to live out my purpose I'm trying to live out my heart's desires because I believe that these desires from my heart have been inspired from messages from my creator who and oh this is I this is my uh lock home screen my home screen on my phone for a long time says Allah oh I wrote it down yesterday on the plane um Allah will surely accomplish his purpose Allah God has a purpose over your life I even sound, I sound like a preacher now because Christian preachers say the same thing God has a purpose over your life and it is up to us to live out that purpose it is our duty as servants of our creator, when you are a servant, your creator, your master tells you what to do. And it is our duty to live it out. Allah is my creator, is my master. and I am a servant to my creator. And he, Allah has told me or has, is inspiring me as to what I'm supposed to do in my soul and my purpose. 
And we, when we are not living in that purpose, that's when you feel unalignment. You feel out of line. You feel stuck. You feel like you don't know what the heck is going on. You feel small. You feel diminished. You, feel, you don't feel powerful. I, in my purpose, am striving to help other black women connect with their purpose, to live in alignment, to lead a purposeful life, to lead a soul and heart-led life. Rumi said, listen to your heart and follow your heart's desires. It knows the way. And oh, for all those non-Muslims, Rumi is not God, okay? Rumi is a poet. Rumi is a human person that was a beautiful, gifted poet. And, And who knows? Maybe Allah inspire you know all his poetry so that he could be a messenger of the divine but i really hate when people are like we're gonna follow rumi's teachings and rumi might create like no rumi is a human being so i'm going through my nose again so we talked about that new moon and full moon rituals allah has subjugated it's in the quran allah has subjugated the sun to come at a certain time to move at a certain way, the moon to move at a certain way. It is, and it, and and the the tide follows the moons, the lunar phases. For a lot of women, our cycles, our moon cycle, our period, our menstruation, our goddess follows lunar cycles. I don't know about you, but like my ovulation, which I release an egg, is usually over the full moon, which is all about releasing. And my cycle, my menstruation is usually around the new moon, which is about creating new, bringing in new energies. That that has happened to me. So these new moon and these full moon rituals, who's to say that I can't be intentional about the time of the day, the time of the calendar? And Islam even follows a lunar calendar. Why why can't I do some 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 releasing under the full moon? We need to release. We need to purge. That's why Marie Kondo has us tidying up on Netflix. So why can't I, as a Muslim, intentionally try to release under this time? Why can't I intentionally fast on? I can intentionally fast on Monday and Thursday, on Tuesday and Wednesday, but I can't intentionally release or create intentions, new intentions under these different periods of time. But yet, in Western culture, I'm supposed to create resolutions on January 1. But I, I, I can't do intentions on a full moon or a new moon. Why not? Well, because you're Muslims, Haram police. Because, you know, that's showing your, um, your allegiances to the moon. And we don't, we don't pray to the moon. Duh. I'm not asking the moon to make these things be. I'm just saying, oh, there's probably some potent power around this time that the moon is doing this thing. So let me harness that power. Let me be intentional. Let me do this ritual and release. And again, coming back to indigenous peoples and their rituals and their practices and their harvest. They were intentional about when they did the things that they did, utilizing the cycles of nature. So, why shouldn't we come back to the old days, not this new age, because this new age is just old age stuff that's already been happening. We should come back to operating in a cyclical nature. We would talk about your natural flow, your natural energetic flow. 
some people, and, and oh, even, sorry, even seasonal depression. Maybe we're seasonally depressed because we keep, because society keeps telling us we need to complete, to get, to have the same kind of output that we had in the summer and the spring that we have in the fall when clearly nature is like slowing down. Us as humans are not operating, the ways to which society is going now and how us humans in, in, uh, also operate, we are not operating naturally. None of the shit that we do in capitalism, imperialism, racism, sexism, patriarchy, none of that shit is natural. It does not follow natural cyclical natures. Why am I working just as hard in the fall, in the winter, when the bears is hibernating? When the trees have dropped their leaves, why should I not intentionally release, just like nature is releasing, rest, just like nature is resting? We have cultures that do siestas because they know after I have that second meal, my energy goes into a different type of level. Again, we talked about this in my yin yoga course. Shout out to my teacher, Inca, for doing the work to create this content. We talked about this, I think this is traditional Chinese medicine, where they say 12 a.m. to 6 a.m. is very um, yang energy with a little bit of yin. Yang is fire. Yang is execution. Yin is rest. Yin is soft. Yin is elastic. Yang is sturdy. So from 12 a.m. to 6 a.m. is some yang with a little bit of yin. So a lot of people do like fire or hot or, or, or breathier yoga in the morning because it gets their fire going. I mean, sorry, 12 a.m. to 6 a.m. 6 a.m. to 12 p.m. is very yang, yang energy. It's, that's when we're most active. That's when we're at work. That's when we're eating meals that keep us um, energized. 6 p.m. to, is it, yeah, 6 p.m. to 12 a.m. is yin. We're resting. We're, we're slowing down. That's yin energy with a little bit of yang. Because we still got a little bit of yang that's coming from when we were being active. And from 6 p.m. to 12, 12 and I think I'm missing one. Hold on. I did 12 to 6 a.m., 6 a.m. to 12 p.m., 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. Then 6 p.m. to 12 a.m. is yin and yin energy. We are resting. We are detoxifying. We are dreaming. We are going within. We're not doing and we think about even um, prayers in Ramadan. We are fasting at, at when the sun goes down. The ways in which prayer is, is the time, the prayer times. It makes sense. Allah is not asking us to do four rakat at five o'clock in the morning. He said, just do two. But during the afternoon, he said, you can do four. During the evening, when we've just finished all of our execution, saying just do three. Three rakat, three sequences, three cycles. And when the and it's really the evening, he said, just do four. So you can so you can really rest. You can finish the day. Fajr, Dur, Asr, Maghrib, Isha. And then if you want to do extra, great. We're gonna count it. Thanks. We didn't ask you to do that, but you can. So new moon, full moon rituals, following natural cycles of the world. And I think this is why I'm being called to shamanism, to learning to be a shaman, because I'm, I'm reconnecting back with the natural, 
the wisdom of nature, the cycles of nature, and wanting to utilize, harness that wisdom and share it and operate and live in it. We can't constantly be in yang, in masculine, in go, go, go. We have to be intentional about certain, about different practices, about rituals, about releasing, about intentions, about harvesting, about planting, about resting, about doing. It's cyclical. The earth is round. The circle of life circles. It's a cycle. Okay, sorry. Getting into Reiki. Reiki is the energetic flow of universal loving life force energy. Me intentionally harnessing the life force energy that is emanating all within us. Some call it prana, chi, ki, all different words, ruh, spirit, energy, all of that. The electricity that operates in our hearts, that energy, my aura, my force field around me. I'm intentionally harnessing the universal loving life force energy and just directing it to you. Intention. Utilizing what is not mine. I didn't create this energy. This is energy from source, creator, universe, spirit, great mystery. And I'm bringing it towards you. And as Reiki practitioners and Reiki masters, we know I'm not giving the medicine. The energy, the life force energy will go where it is needed. Because I'm not, I'm just a vessel. We're just, I'm just a channel. I'm just a guide. I'm just a container that holds this to give to you. But who gave that to me? God. So Reiki or Rukia. All of these, oh, I want to go talk about card pulling. So... So tarot, oracle, card pulling. There's, I'm not going to get too deep in this because, you know, some people do believe, I mean, there are some people that are like trying to pull cards and trying to show you the future. But I think a lot of the people I interact with, it is more of intuitive guidance. It's a reading, reading the cards. This is the messages that come up. Take it or leave it. Take it or leave it. With anything, you can take it or leave it. If you are Muslim and you do card pulls, I think it's, it goes right back to intention. I, If I'm doing a card pull, it's like, what message is Allah trying to send to me through these cards? I don't, And I don't do tarot because it's not for me. And I think there's a lot of whitewashed meanings associated with tarot cards. Like, I don't understand where these meanings are coming from. Whereas with an oracle deck... I can just read it and assign meanings for myself. Um, I'm, I know that whatever card I pick, Allah, told, Allah made that happen. And whatever knowledge I take from that, I should, I, I will. Now, if you, if, if you do want some kind of daily affirmation and guidance, I do know there, there are some people. Um, I do not know her name on Instagram, but she is Muslim. She's a life, like a spiritual coach. She's pretty popular. She has a deck. It's like a spiritual deck um, that I think, I've, I don't have it, but I think has like Quranic verses to give you messages for every day. Um, there's also uh, a, a 99 Names of Allah deck. 
if you want to do that as a way of you know practicing like knowing the 99 names of Allah but also like using the 99 names of Allah in in your life like if today I pull out Razak which is my provider my sustainer I am completely guided and protected and sustained by Razak. like that's a cool deck out there you can google that I don't know where it's from but I've seen it um or something I've also played around with is when you're reading the Quran daily what verse speaks out to you? That verse is the same thing as a card. What wisdom, what tasfir, what what reflection on the verse or reflection on the card? What reflection on the verse in the Quran do, can you bring into your daily life? I try, alhamdulillah, I try, mashallah, to read the Quran every day. And every day when I read, I, I focus on one verse that like really spoke out, really stood out to me. That's the same intention as like, uh doing a carpool except we know for sure the quran is like directly from god oh so we talk about okay other things ritual baths ritualistic baths so some people do like new moon baths or they have baths with like herbs and essences and stuff like that what is that for the intention of purification right and what is voodoo but for purification I'm not going to go deeper into that one. I just wanted to talk about all these different new age practices and how they directly either relate to or they have a different intention with Islam, Islamic practices. Um, Let's see. Rain, we talk about rain and how that, and you know, in Islam, we know rain is for abundance. But in like shamanic medicine, indigenous medicine, healing we know they know that like is abundance as well so like it's all the same it is all the same it is all the same so also i would like to note we need to as muslims we need to give other muslims more credit about you know how they're interacting with these new age practices and in their relationship with allah we need to stop judging Seek to understand and give people more credit. Um, and also lovingly remind without critique. I want the Muslims in my life who see me engaging in new age spiritual practices. I want you to constantly remind me. Remember, Kenya, Allah, Allah, is, Allah is one. If you think that I'm going off the path. Heading a different way? You are my friend. You are my sister. You are my brother. Lovingly remind me. Remember, Kenya, there's only one Allah. There's only one God. Allah is source. Allah is creator. Allah made them cards. Allah made that crystal. Allah gave you this knowledge. Don't sit here and, and assume that I am shirking Allah and his and their power by engaging in these practices. You don't know how I am getting better connected to Allah through this stuff. You don't know how me practicing yoga, which I, I still don't understand why Muslims are getting on yoga, has nothing to do with religion or Islam, or why Muslims can't practice yoga. Like, it's a it's a great physical practice, <laughs> mental, spiritual practice. But, like, if you think that me practicing yoga is getting in the way of me and Islam and Allah, then lovingly remind me, remember, Kenya, I'm not going to take it defensively. 
Now, if you come to me and say, you're haram for doing this and you need to go back to this, who says I wasn't doing that as well? And, I, and, and, and this is a big reason why I'm talking about this because I have a responsibility as a Muslim, a black Muslim woman who not only teaches and utilizes and participates in what one could consider new age spiritual practices, it is my responsibility to talk about these things because also because I have a following, alhamdulillah. I have a following. Allah has made these people follow me, listen to me, look at the stuff that I'm putting out for whatever reason. Not because I'm special, but for whatever reason. And so I have a responsibility with this platform, with this following, to say to speak from my personal experience because I know for a fact that there are other Muslims out there who engage in new age spiritual practices who don't feel safe to talk about it who don't feel as if they would be accepted because of that and who probably have the same thoughts that I have right now and either cannot articulate them as clearly or they're not brave enough and courageous enough or secure enough to articulate them so it's my responsibility to speak for them it's also my responsibility or to speak for me who may resent who may resonate with them it's also my responsibility as a Muslim to critique these things and to reflect on am I Am I shirking Allah? I'm not without critique. As my dad likes to say, those without sin cast the first stone. I, I have a glass house on purpose. I am transparent on purpose because it allows me to be held accountable for the reflection that I personally need to do in the introspection if I'm truly about that life. And when I'm talking about that life, the life of evolution, the life of servitude to the collective, the life of living out the purpose that was decreed to me through Allah. If I'm really about that life, if I'm really about that healing work, I will reflect on these things and I will critique myself and I will consort with Allah and say, Allah, guide me, guide my footsteps, align my actions with your decree and fill my heart with only things that you want for me that are good for me. Because I might be going in a different direction. Uh, uh, I may be misguided and I don't know. So this phase of reflection is a gift. It's an opportunity for me to be like, hey, co to connect back with source. Okay, I'm going to... um. And also, yeah, like I said already, these new age spiritual practices are whitewashed in the Western world. And some of these practices were, were taken from cultures. We have to remember as Muslims, some of these practices were also taken from cultures that undoubtedly contain Muslims. Like some Muslims are already doing this stuff. None of this is, is separate from us. We are not, Muslims are not in a bubble on our own as much as we may think we are. Some of these practices that Muslims are critiquing because they're a part of New Age spirituality are whitewashed practices that Muslims did in the old age. Um, uh, see, see the intention. Um, see the intention of each daily ritual. Infuse more intention into your rituals, whatever that looks like. Prayer is a ritual. Wudu is a ritual. Dua is a ritual. A ritual. They're all rituals. Sister circles are a ritual. Full moon rituals. New moon rituals. Just, it's all a ritual. Infuse more intention into your daily practice. Even me drinking morning tea is a ritual with intention. 
Um, everyone is on their own journey and their own relationship with Allah. Let them have that journey. Their own. Okay? And the, on, the, and the, on the day of judgment, if Nia is still here, she knows I always talk about this. On the day of judgment, we cannot intercede for anybody. We will only be responsible for our own deeds, actions, impact, whatever. And the same thing goes for the relationship. Why am I so focused on what somebody else is doing? I need to be focused on what I am doing and what I am putting out into the universe. Um, so in any way that you can grow closer to Allah, go ahead and do it. I, I'm not going to judge you. I'm not haram police. I, I will never be a judgmental person because I don't want anyone to judge me. Um, we, we do not need to be policing people's interactions with their creator um spirituality can be an abundance i mean can be a reminder to islam and its beauty already we can be reminded when we see people manifesting like oh i already get a chance to do that by dua and it don't got to be an intense ass ritual it could just be a prayer i i forgot to talk about abundance and risk we often ask allah to create more risk in our life which is you know benefits goodness baraka or or material wealth and the things that we do it's all the same thing. That's what abundance is. We ask for abundance to flow to us. We manifest abundance from creator, from source. Um, we all have the opportunity to choose for ourselves, with an inner knowing, an inner soul's knowing of the divine, how to interact with our spirit, how to interact with and express our spirit and our soul. Meaning, we are all interconnected individual spirits on our own individual journey that hopefully leads to the same endpoint, which is connection to our source our creator to the divine some people call it transcendence some people call it jenna we're all going to the same endpoint on different journeys and we're all still connected on that journey we our souls have inner knowing our souls were created by the divine by allah by god with a lot of inner knowing through our nurturing our time here on this earth the dunya we may forget we may dis get disconnected with that inner knowing but our soul is always connected to source and when we connect with when we return to that inner knowing we know better how to interact with and express the essence of our soul the essence of our spirit and our purpose that was inspired to us written for us by our creator we don't have to be one or the other i don't have to be muslim or spiritual i don't have to be religious or spiritual as taco bell once wisely told us por que no los dos why not both one thing can be just as valuable as the other and i'll also say before i end spiritual practices can be really helpful for mental health as well mental health self-esteem resiliency a lot of different ways it's in the healing so everything outside of you is not the medicine. Everything outside of you will not validate you. The journey is the medicine. The journey back to self 
back to our inner knowing, back to source, is the healing work, is the medicine, is the inner work, all of that. So, this is a long-ass live, but I feel like it needed to be said. Let me know in the comments if it resonated, if you learned something. And I'm honored, alhamdulillah, all thanks be to Allah. I'm honored for this opportunity, for this wisdom, for this knowledge, to be able to interact with y'all in this way. I'm, I'm open for more learning and critique. I don't think I'm correct in everything. I don't think I know everything. But this is my personal experience. And, in, and as a spiritual healer and a spiritual coach, this is the things that I've learned as a Muslim who's been engaging in New Age spiritual practices. Now, if you are a black woman on a journey, on that journey of trying to return back to yourself and that inner knowing to source, to spirit, the creator, I can be a guide. I can be a mentor for you. I can be a partner on your journey, a friend on your journey. That's my job. That's my business. That's my purpose. And so I invite you to schedule a consultation and we can talk about what that looks like. The link is in my bio. Schedule a consultation for my one-on-one -on -one private coaching program, Liberated Homecoming, A Return to Self. Thank you. I love y'all. Salam alaikum. May Allah reward all of us and may Allah guide us to the right path best path that is for the highest good of all and continue to remind us of our connection to Allah to source spirit to to our divinity and the divine and allow us all to be at peace at the end I mean assalamu alaikum